Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome to another edition of Creators Outlet, brought to you by our friends over the Inked Marketing Team, who want you to know if you need a little help with your Kickstarter or Indiegogo, hit up Kevin Gillette over at Inked Marketing. Just go to www.inked.marketing. We would like us to remind you that the award-winning series, Loco Hero from Monty Michael Moore, who was actually, if you saw my schedule post for the week, was supposed to be joining us tomorrow night. But we had to reschedule for the same time on Wednesday night. So Monty will be here Wednesday night. I have an open slot tomorrow. You think I would take a night off? No, now I'm hitting people up to be, hey, you want to move up your slot? And uh, there we go, because, you know, you can never stream enough, apparently. I'm hooked on it. Like, the same way I am, whiskey and weed, I guess. Uh, But you can get your copy of Loco Hero 2. Just go to inked.pub forward slash Loco Hero 2. And join us Wednesday night to find out more about Local Hero 2 from Monty Michael Moore. And here we are tonight with our special guest, Max DeVille, Atrocity Press. What's up, brother? What's going on? Not too much, man. Uh, you're all you're all uh, fulfilled. I see people posting about their copies of Neo Tokyo. And now you're back with uh, Little Miss Machine Gun for issue number two. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Mary Machine Gun is back for issue number two. It's a 42-page book, you know, 42-page full-color book, obviously. I mean, we always print everything in color at Atrocity Press. Um, It's, I mean, do you want me to go into, like, what's going on in the book, or do you want to... We'll do that. Yeah, later. Give, give us give give us like a little backslash uh, for new podcast listeners that might right. not know who you are. Well, um, I'm Max Deville. I make I operate and own Atrocity Press. Uh, we put out Mary Machine Gun, and we have also put out a book called Neo Tokyo: The Truth Is a Virus, which is a cyberpunk epic, kind of like uh, very Paul Verhoeven esque. And that that book was kind of special to me because that's when I became a publisher and not a vanity press because I had nothing to do with that book. 
<laughs> I didn't write it. I didn't draw it. I didn't do the lettering. I didn't have any. The only thing I did was publish the book. So, yeah, you, you came out and talked about it because you knew all about it, but you did nothing. Yeah. So it felt yeah. even better because, yeah, I just pushed the press button and I, yeah. I, published, I published the book and that was it. Well, I, it, I, I spent money on it. <laughs> well, yeah, there, was, get... there, there was that too, but. But yeah. Um, so Neo Tokyo, those will be, that'll be an annual book that we do and we should put it out at the same time every year should be about, what was it? Was it April? I think is when I can't remember if it was April when it launched or when it was shipped or if it was April when the Kickstarter went on. I think like March or, March or yeah. April. It was, it was the beginning yeah, think, of the year sometime. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be late quarter one is when we're, we're we, we aim to put them out so um the next one i think though may end up being written by me just because of the way things are working out just with the writers being busy they've got other 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 uh engagements that they've got to do that's one of the reasons why it's becoming an annual is because i was like okay well you're busy so i'll just keep making an annual and then they're like well i'm still busy and i'm like okay well fuck i'm, I'm making an annual and uh now just, now you're gonna make it an annual that you write yeah exactly but it's not bad i mean i've got a i've got a writer that i work with uh, johnny reed who uh we've we've written together we uh there's a book called human hunters that we put together and that's Frankenstein's monster, a female Frankenstein's monster, um, a mummy, a vampire, uh, a voodoo doctor, and a werewolf that are on, on this team together, and they go around and hunt down like bad people, like like sex traffickers, and the first issue is them just getting back a vase that was stolen during world war ii it's a total action action book it's like 20 or 32 pages maybe nothing but action straight through <laughs> i like I mean, that you know going after like sex traffickers and shit like that yeah yeah yep so uh it'll be the second book is when they start is when they go into more of the, the sex trafficking and picking up the stuff because a mobster's daughter. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> a, a mobster's daughter ends up getting kidnapped and, and sent to the into the the world of sex traffic women, and they hire the the. The, the human hunters, which is basically like the monster A team. Cause so like we've got Victor who is the, um, he is the Frankenstein's monster. Would you get out of here? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, attacking my microphone cable my camera my headphone cable and now i can only hear out of one side of my ears all right so we got victor who is the big eight foot tall frankenstein's creature um 
the beginning of the book is great because it's just this big storm and Frankenstein is out there and he's getting rid of because I don't know if, if you've read the book Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, but so he's out there in this storm getting rid of the the female creature that he was building for the male, you know, for his male creature that said he wanted a, a mate. Remember, he says, I wanted a, I want a mate. And he's like, all right. So he starts making it and then he decides that he can't do it and he destroys it all. And then the male, the, the, the Frankenstein's creature is like, okay, buddy, when you have your wedding day, I'm going to show up and kill you. <laughs> so this is our take on Frankenstein throwing all the sea, throws all the stuff into the sea, but it's during a thunderstorm. And the, when he throws the body into the water, the water gets hit by the lightning and that, that animates the body. And she ends up washing ashore somewhere in Scotland and lives in this convent for a couple, a few years before she ends up learning enough to be able to function in society on her own. And then she ends up getting found by Radu, who is the, the king of the vampires. If you, if you know Vlad the Impaler, he had a brother named Radu. And so we use him as the vampire. You know, we, it's, he's Dracula. We don't use Vlad, Vlad Dracula. It's, it's Radu Dracula. <laughs> so then we've got the mummy is Cleopatra. So she's like, Oh, that's different. Yeah. So she's super old. But she's super sexy. She's like, she doesn't look like she's old. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't age. And her powers are strongest during the day when she can have direct sunlight on her. That's when her powers are the strongest. And then at night, she's kind of, she's at a, in a weaker state because she, her, she's kind of like Superman and is powered by the sun. <laughs> and then Radu, who's the vampire, he's he's the opposite of that. You know, he's more powerful at night and during the day because we use uh, we use the, the the literature and not the universal monster stuff. So Dracula can go out during the daytime. He was he was out in the daytime in in the book Dracula because he was buying property. <laughs> he was just he was just much weaker um, and then it'll be a pretty cool story I think it'll be I think it'll be it'll be interesting enough for people to, to, to latch on to because we've Johnny's really got this one this one's his baby I'm help I'm just kind of I'm secondary on the writing cast on this one but uh, we're putting together something really special we've let me see if I've got, I got the promotional image here. There, I shared it to you. Nice. <laughs> Yep, that's the promotional image of the werewolf taking out a couple guards. So it'll be 
it'll be fun. It'll be a fun book. I'm excited about it. I really am excited about that book. But the thing that we got going on right now is Mary Machine Gun issue two is Kickstarter is, is currently funding on Kickstarter. We've met our goal. We've got 147 sexy, sexy backers with 10 days left to go. And we're sitting at $5,645. There's your tales of the tape. Yeah, there is, blew it out of the water just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, I, I would, we really want to hit 206 backers. I mean, the, the amount of money that we make. I mean, now it's we it's 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 pretty much paid for itself. So um, I'm fine with it making what it's made. It's uh, all I could ask for is that it co- you know it kind of covers itself. I put the money up front, paying for the art and everything, and then I just recoup the costs through the Kickstarter. Um, but the thing that we really want to do is hit 206 backers because Mary Machine Gun number one had 205 backers. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> want to wanna... get at least one more backer every exactly. time. I want, I, want, I want one more person to read the book. <coughs> and then there's the wall of text. It's just basically the wall of text. Off. You can go to the. Uh... To the link provided and uh, actually read the wall of text yourself. Yeah, it gives you some background on the story, what's going on. Oh, Steph Wilson. <laughs> what's going on? Steph. I like Frog G. Frog G's in the house. It's good. Frog G with the, the, the man with all the links. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, Man, this dude's got to have hot keys for everything. It's crazy. <laughs> He's macros. <laughs> um, this this picture here is a pinup that was done by Fran Cord, who was the inker for Neo Tokyo: The Truth Is a Virus. Oh, cool. Um, and he just did this just for fun. I like the kinetics on the the rope. I like how the rope's movement and laying the the way the the cloth on her skirt is, is, is laying in the wind and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like that type of thing. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a red blooded, straight heterosexual male. So you I know, enjoy and, looking at things like and, this. And the, uh, and the semi-automatic in one hand and the, and, and the, and the buoy knife in the other hand. Yeah. That works out just fine for me too. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, this basically gives you the who is Mary Machine Gun. Um, then we give away the first seven pages of the book for free. Um, that's the way we do it for all of the first four issues of Mary Machine Gun. Um, I can go over what's going on real quick. This is back in France in 1767. In the south of France, there was a legend. It, it was there was it was a real thing. It was called the Beast of Jovedon, and it was this werewolf that was slaughtering people. I think it was a wolf that had some sort of disease, but to them, to the people, it was a werewolf that was killing people, and someone hunted it down and killed it. So we changed it to where Mary's going to hunt this werewolf. So 
she's going on her way and that's when the the the, the carriage gets waylaid by by hooligans <laughs> and damn hooligans the the guys like please sirs don't and they're like, well, they shoot him in the face and kill him. And it's like, look how he's begging for his life. And he really wasn't begging for their, his life. He was begging for their lives. Because as soon as they try to bust the door open, that's when Mary jumps out and goes into action. Just straight stabs that dude right in the throat. Cuts him down through the, through the chest. Takes his gun. Shoots the dude through the head. And then the final guy takes the dagger through the face. It's it, it it's it's funny. I was thinking, if there was a town drunk nearby, how would he regale the story? <laughs> well, some guys were robbing the carriage, and they blew the guy's head off. And next thing I know, this five foot tall penguin comes out and kills everybody. <laughs> kills everybody, cuts the one of the horses free, and just takes off running. But that there is Charlotte. That's the girl who set up everything. Okay. The way the Templar Order works is you train for 100 years. And then you're, you have a training partner that you train with for 100 years. And then you're both given the same exact mission. And whoever accomplishes the mission first is the one who becomes a Templar agent. And the other one becomes just kind of needs of the, of the agency. So you could be anything from a janitor to like an MP type of thing, you know, where you're like the internal police for the for the order, mm. which is what what happens to Charlotte. She ends up. I mean, obviously, Mary becomes the uh, the aid, the Templar agent, and Charlotte becomes an internal police officer. So she, and she doesn't really like that because she's. Uh, She's Charlotte is royalty. She's a Bonaparte, so she feels that uh, everything that she basically kind of just be handed to her because of just who she is. <laughs> but she's still good. Don't get me wrong. She's one of the best there is out there that to 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 fight. It's a kid's book. <laughs> It definitely is. It's 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 aimed towards children, ages fourteen to <laughs> seventy nine. Yep. Sorry, well, pops, it's... it's not for you. You're oh, just one away. <laughs> <laughs> one away. Oh. Um. Then Mary runs to the chateau, which is where they were meeting up for this hunt for the werewolf. Uh, two of the guys that are out front that are drunk. They ask her, you know, what happened? And she's like, I was waylaid by bandits. And then they're like, well, we'll go check it out, being the uh, chivalrous types that they are. And they decide to go take, take a look at it, which Mary likes because it gets two of these guys out of here so she doesn't have to worry about them. Because <laughs> she's here more or less trying to keep these people safe as they hunt for this werewolf. Sexy nuns and guns. Max is a genius. <laughs> this is when they have a little 
cat fight in the in the hallway when they meet meet up with each other and it's basically Charlotte's like, look, I'm gonna end up winning because I'm you have morals and you won't do everything that needs to be done in order to to uh to make sure that you come out on top. And Mary's like, you wouldn't do that or you wouldn't do anything that would really cause problems. And then that's when Charlotte kind of gets right up next to her ear. She's like, you know, I'll do anything that it takes to, to get into this, to get this position. And Charlotte likes being on top. Yes, she does. Fine by me. <laughs> hey, let's work, you know, work, yeah. work smarter, not hotter. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We need to get all sweaty. <laughs> exactly. And that's when she says that she, she'll do anything to get into the order. And this is the dinner that they go to before the hunt. And that's when Mary realizes that Charlotte will pretty much do anything to take to get the position. And this page is genius. Okay. There's two... There's two windows where they're both Charlotte and uh, Mary are getting ready to come out and do their things in their combat outfits, right? And those are the eye sockets. Oh the yeah, and the, and the and the outer line of the cloak is the uh, is the jawline down here. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yep, and it's just it's very uh, subtle. It's, it's subtle too. Yeah, it's it's not like you know you flip the page. Oh, they made it a skull. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you read it, and the second time you flip it, oh, dude, that's a skull. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and I was like, that's pretty awesome. And then it was, here it comes, because they find, these are the guys that were supposed to jump these these hunters, and they've been eviscerated by something. And then it's the werewolf, and then it says, here it comes, and that's the end of the freebies. So if you want and to see this. now you, you want to know more, buy the book. Exactly. And you can get digital issue two on digital, obviously. You can get issue one and two on digital as well with the Mary Machine Gun Reloaded, which is it is issue number one. It's just been completely relettered by SK because um, there were so many lettering errors in the first issue. So if you guys we're one of the people that jumped on the Kickstarter and got the first printing of Mary Machine Gun issue one. Hold on to that because it's got a printing error in it. <laughs> yep. Errors for the win. And then this is the smaller things where we just kind of show the, the covers themselves. But this is the standard cover by, by Fern. He's the Fernando. He's the artist that does the interiors. Cool. Um, Every book should have... Yeah, we always a, give a cover by the interior artist. We give cover A to the interior artist because we always figure that if the artist is good enough to do your interiors, they should be good enough to give you at least one cover. Yeah. And then cover, we go straight variant B. We go straight into the superstar DC artist Ed Benes. Nice. Um, he did that cover for us there, which is super, super, super cool. And then his brother. Fred Bennis made this cover for us, and there's just something I like about it. I don't know. It reminds me of something uh, Steph would I, do. I, yeah. Well, Steph would have been rounder and bigger, but 
Oh, uh, I, I, you can see exactly what Stephson looked like. If you, you oh, I'm sure. <laughs> In just a little bit. Yeah, there, um, there's, there's some boobage going on here. Yeah. And then the next cover is uh, Mariah Benes, which is Ed Benes' sister. We like to keep it. It's all about family. <laughs> um, but this is the one that's doing the best so far uh, out of all of our covers. And it's 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 easy to see why. The entire Bennis family, much like Steph Wilson, loves the draw boots. Oh, yeah. And, and Mariah uh, is really good at it. I mean, she's really good at, at well the female figure, the female when, form. I mean, when you have one yourself, you tend you've to seen it a few times. <laughs> you've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, you know, you've got to touch it without you know it being an anniversary or a birthday, and uh, <laughs> you're 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 more familiar with the way things curve around. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that that covers pretty hot. And I like the, the sword and the explosions in the background. Yep. And then speaking of Steph Wilson. Yep. That is every day. We, I told you these. It, it's, it's, the, it's the Steph Wilson, uh, boobage and camel toe in the front row. Yep. Got it all. And we, and we, we had to make sure that the sword was. Uh, the sword was dead on because Fernando is very, very particular about Mary's sword. So mm -hmm. that was the that was the one thing I was like, Steph, you got to make sure this sword is right on. It's got to be exact. <laughs> and then our exclusive Kickstarter cover is by Eric Blake. He just finished with Red Sonia 1982 for Dynamite, cool. and came over and did this cover for us. So that's that's pretty sweet. Very nice. And then here are the same covers just blown up into bigger pictures. Oh. Nice. So you can get a closer, a better shot. Yeah, yeah, closer look of, of what you're what you're getting. I, I I feel the need to tip my computer screen. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. And it only seems right with the little devil in the corner kind of like looking down at her. <laughs> yep. Uh, Fernando put that, uh, created that logo for the company, and I think it worked out really well. Yeah. Might be a little chilly out, it looks. Yeah, it might be a little chilly out today. Yeah. <laughs> A little chilly in Steph's picture too, but their Steph's girls yeah. are always cold. Yeah, and and she's just like looking back at the logo. It's like, what are you doing here? My cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great cover that, too. Yeah, that was really really good. I mean, the 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 line work and everything was fantastic. I was just I was I was impressed all the way around. The girl in the back is Ophelia. Who is the bad guy, the big bad evil girl in the in the in the series? Charlotte is kind of like Darth Vader and Ophelia is kind of like Emperor Palpatine. Oh nice. Okay, cool. And there's the cover A from Mary Machine Gun's first book. Uh, it's the reloaded book. So if you need to catch up. 
That's the one you need to get. We got Metal Covers, which is the it's the entire physical copy of the book with the metal cover. Um, we did the Adventas one. Those are 60 bucks. Nice. Yeah, but if you get the metal cover, it just means you know you're going to buy another copy to actually read. Yeah, I mean, the metal cover is something you're going to keep. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, even even if you don't, you know, even even you don't go get it graded, you're going to take that book, you're going to put it in a nice mylar and display it on the shelf. Oh, yeah. This is the naughty edition of all the stuff. That's the cover. That's the... Nope. The, yep. <laughs> that's the fern cord cover with the, the nudity part. This is Charlotte with the rifle. These this would have made a nice die-cut sticker right here, too. Yeah, we're, we're thinking about putting them into stickers, maybe. They're just, there's nudity in them, so we don't know how well it would do as a sticker. Let's marry with her. These are all six by nine prints that come with the naughty tier. That's nice. by Alexander Santana. That's a really, really, his, he, we just brought him on to the company and he did really, really good. And then there's Ophelia, of course. And then every time we do one of these, we put out a calendar for that campaign. In this campaign, we focused on Ophelia because she's the the new big bad evil girl. Good, because she's we, thick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we put them in a bunch of different ways. I think this is the sexiest one that we've put out so far. Oh, see, my birthday, my birthday next year is going to be great. <laughs> When's your uh, not not month? the day it's on, but November. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I, I have that picture with her underwear not in the way. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> October looks cool because you know Halloween and all, but yeah, yeah, November. Usually, usually, like any time I bought a calendar, I always flip to my birthday, and see what, see what I'm, I'm usually always disappointed. Finally, yeah. I am thrilled. <laughs> Look, next year, dinner's on my birthday. All right. And then this is our stand-up, which is just like that back there. But oh, let's it'll, play be, it'll be taller. It'll be closer to the, the size of Vampirella because... That one's got Mary's gun sticking up, which actually counts as part of the, the height of that stand-up. And uh, so this, the, the next stand-up that we get will be much bigger, and it'll be it'll it'll be much more imposing, and it'll look awesome because if you look at the picture, Mary looks very very determined. Yeah, Frog, I I I agree with Frog G. It says <laughs> no, but we're all we're thinking, thinking yeah. yep. <laughs> Yep, 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 Uh-huh, radio. Stretch goals, you're already crushing a couple. We already got a couple stretch goals out of the way. We got the Mary Machine Gun bookmark, which is by Adri Tavares. Her art is just great. She captures the female form once again. Another another female artist that captures the female form. Excellent. Imagine that. You know, and I found that 
the the female artists like to do the sexy art more than than the male artists do. Mm-hmm. And, mean, a of, and a and a certain big two companies like like putting the female artists on the on the on the female squishy books. Yeah. I, I heard that complaint from uh, from Irene from uh, Fiendish already a couple of times. And, you know, she's like, I quit. I'm going to go make my own book. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, if that's, well, that's what I always say. It's like, if you really hate it, just do it. You do your own book. That's you right. Know, just, just go do your own book. And we got uh, the first Mary trading card is unlocked. Yep, that one's unlocked. And if you scroll down, you can see the bookmark. And if get up high enough, there'll be a there'll be a poker chip and a Mary poker chip and a Charlotte poker chip. Yep, which we did last time, and they turned they they were very well received. So, and that's the that's the bookmark by Adri Tavares right there. Nice. And then this is the trading card, which is another uh, piece by Fran Court, who is the inker on Neo Tokyo. Nice. Oh, see, that right there, the rope makes sense to me now. Yeah. It's it's anchored to the knife. She's using it like, you know, the the chain sickle thing from, uh, you know, yeah, from, like from martial stuff. arts there. Yeah, the ninja movies. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, Jackie Chan's favorite toy. Yep, she can do that with it, and she can actually fire it and use it kind of like Batman's little grapple hook type of thing, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's a guard on top of that tower. I'll just shoot my big knife into his chest. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's uh, worry that image up. We just want to crawl down. Okay. So $10 or more, you get the digital copy of Mary Machine Gun 2. $15, you get Mary Machine Gun Issue 2 Cover A. And and you get both of the, the, the digital covers. So really, it's better for you to just buy the book. Well, it's yeah. not really, you don't really save that much more. Okay. It's if you buy the book in the United States. It costs twenty-two dollars with shipping. Now, if you buy the, if and then when you buy that, you get the physical book and the digital copies of one and two. Now, oh, if so you buy it's, it, every time, so when you buy the book, you get an automatic digital catch-up there. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost better to just buy the book because I really want I, I really want to help push it towards people buying the physical book. I mean, I understand if they live out of, out of the country and can't do it, but I want the books in hands. I want people to experience the tactile expression of a comic book. You know, like what Stan Lee said, it's, it's better in your hand. Yep. <laughs> said the same thing about boobs. He's, exactly. right on, he's right on both accounts. <laughs> yes, he is. So... But it's like twenty to two dollars to buy the the book and have it shipped, and then it's twenty dollars to just buy the the digital catch up tier. So yeah, so just just buy the actual book, and then you will get the digital catch up tier. Exactly. And if you think the book is too pervy to open up, you can just read both of them digitally. 
Yep. I mean, See? just leave the leave the book wherever you want to put it. I mean, take it, put it in a put it in one of your long boxes and just leave it leave it be. Uh, cover C. Yep. Cover so B. it skips cover B because cover B is actually a twenty dollar cover. Usually our covers are all fifteen bucks, but it was Ed Benes and he was he was expensive. <laughs> Just a little bit. The rest of the family, not so much, but yeah. I mean, they 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 they're still they they still they still make make plenty of money. But, oh, I'm I'm sure. But uh, not as much uh, as as Ed's and then Eric Blake's uh, Kickstarter limited edition cover. Yep, that's one that everybody should get because now you have the the other covers can be you know. They can and all be added they, on too. They can all be at not can they can all yeah. always be added on, but Max might have a few handfuls to take around with him to conventions, uh, but he will not have any of the Eric the Kickstarter, like, Kickstarter yep. limited edition covers. Yep, and I and I won't do it. I mean, even when we were done, LP was like, "Hey man, can I get one of those?" And I was like, "No, dude, Kickstarter's over." Kickstarter's <laughs> over. Was, I'm these, sorry. these all get shredded. I mean, we're we're buds and everything, but these are all going. I, I keep one for the the just the company's records, you know, mm -hmm. and then the rest of them are destroyed. Yep. And uh, in the fire pit right outside this door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of comics that I couldn't keep and uh, beer cans. Uh, so what's the uh what's the difference between the digital and the digital deluxe digital just gives you issue number two digital deluxe gives you issue number two and one okay so i mean if you just want issue number two it's i think it was 10 bucks for digital but if you want to get the catch up then it's 20 bucks and you actually get the non-era digital version yep by that's sk the, yep yeah he's not that's uh that's the dude from australia yep yep yeah he's i know him fantastic guy i love him he's hard worker puts every puts puts he always goes the extra mile to do stuff he's like i hope you don't mind i made a mask and did this and this i'm like dude as long as the lettering looks fantastic you do what you need to do <laughs> and here's a Benis's cover, which is yep. twenty. There's the cover B because it was twenty dollars and Kickstarter catch up twenty five dollars or more. Yep, you get issue one and issue both of them physical. You get the digital editions too. It's not listed on there for some reason, but you'll get them. So you get the you get the reloaded and then you get the uh, the cover A of number two. Yeah, twenty five bucks. Man, I I got a book in the other day that I was I I, I still haven't read it because I'm kind of pissed off. But uh, dude put the book and like the little like a small handful of extras, like a couple of stickers and like you know a postcard of a character and like a mini pin up mini pin up. In yeah. the book, in a bag and board, of course, uh, in a first-class envelope 
and that was it. Uh, no cardboard, no cardboard or anything. And he ma- he mailed it from he mailed it from Hawaii. He's like, well, if there's if there's you know if it's damaged bad you know if it's damaged da- if it's damaged badly, goes take a picture and send me the picture, and I'll send you a replacement. I'm like, no, I'd rather I'd rather just self press it myself. It didn't you know it didn't color break or anything. I'll self press it myself and uh, I I just won't be buying from him anymore. He's like, yeah, I mean, if he's not gonna, if, you, if you mail if you mail your Kickstarter books like that, yeah, that was I mean, that was like one comic and it was like a normal sized comic. Uh, it might be thirty two pages. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't done the page count yet. Uh, but people are paying like thirty five dollars with shipping for one book and you just throw it in a first class envelope and mail it out see that's that's crazy to me i mean that makes me wonder if like the person had any experience with comics at all uh he's been making comics for quite a while i guess but i think this was his first kickstarter but like the pr company that was working with him you know should have should have told him it's like so you know, should have should have actually asked me this. Well, what do you plan on mailing? You know, the fulfillment end. And if he didn't say Gemini mailers, it should have been like, whoa, whoa, you need to buy Gemini mailers. Yep, you if your 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 answer is wrong. If yes. you don't say Gemini mailer, your answer is incorrect. And we say Gemini mailers with with uh, bubble wrap. Yep. I've got entire rolls rolls upon rolls upon rolls of bubble wrap <laughs> yeah i've got it too like if i if i mail like a bunch of dollar books i don't do it but i put like extra cardboard above and underneath yeah tape it shut and then i then i double side tape to tape that down inside the gemini and send it off yeah i mean i Basically, what I do is I put the Gemini together, and then I stack the books on top of each other, and then like do the Z fold with the the, uh, the bubble wrap, mm-hmm. and then I, I tape the bubble wrap on, on the edge, and then stick it in the Gemini and seal the seal it shut and seal the Gemini shut. And I've never had a I've never had a damaged book yet. What I like to do, what I like to do sometimes, is is make the uh, make the bubble envelopes. Yeah. Fold it, fold it down a little bit over, and then I just tape both sides, and you know, make it make it big enough so there's like room in there, and and just put the books in. That way, oh, yeah. it's it's stuck in an it's in a bubble envelope, and then you put the bubble envelope in, and you know. It, it's good. I don't. I don't leave the Gemini's out loose. I, I make sure they're all nice and firm because I'm. I'm always panicky about getting one that's not done quite right. So, <laughs> you know. And case in point, right there. Go away. Stop, cat. I know. She's, oh, she's hungry. <laughs> she won't leave me alone about it. Uh, and there's the Benes triple threat. <laughs> all three Benes covers, forty dollars. 
Well, that's a bargain because uh, all three of those covers are killer. So. Yep, and you end up saving five bucks, I think. And you get the digital editions. Yeah, digital editions. Plus, you get all the Bennis collectible covers. And hey, conventions are back, so hey, you never know if you're going to run into Ed and the family. Yep. You know, look at Ed and go, like, hi, nice to meet you. Is that your sister? Because her cover for Mary Machine Gun was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Could you sign one for me? Uh... And the calendar with cover A with cover A is forty dollars. And then we just got all the covers with the yeah. calendar. So so pick your favorite cover and the cover and calendar combo. And I'm sure all these things are also available as add-ons because you know. Yep. We, all we, we don't want to leave. We don't want to leave you with too much money because you, you know you might do something crazy like i don't know buy <laughs> buy some marvel comics that would be insane buy uh, food <laughs> you know buy a thing of protein powder you're better off uh the bennis cover the metal cover 60 dollars. nice yep. three people already grabbed those up Yep, and they're 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 limited and numbered on the front. So, and the standee, six foot tall machine gun, very machine gun cardboard standee, hundred dollars. Yep. <coughs> you know, because Noah's got it, but there are it is available in the full Mary, and we do have one or two people that picked up full Marys. So the full Mary is the cardboard standee, the desk calendar, uh, issue two, cover A, uh, the physical uh, reloaded edition, the and the digitals. Yep. So you get the reloaded number one, you get cover A of number two, you get the stand up, you get the calendar, and you get the digital editions. Yep. And then we got the naughty version, so you can get all the same things except for instead of issue A, you get the naughty variant. Is the standee also naughty? No, no. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was I waiting know. for you to say, yeah. Uh, there, there's a there's a limited edition uh, Steph Wilson standee. We might have to do that. <laughs> I think those would sell quite well. Yeah. And then everybody standing as to their standing with an arm around it, throwing the, the horns. <laughs> the the naughty version has two backers while the while the clean version has nothing. Yeah. And then the completionist, which is just like everything under the sun. Uh, two fifty for every single thing. On nobody's the taking us up on it yet, but you know not not yet. We got it's. We still got ten days left, so we're good. Dory, yo, hey, Dory, Naomi, what up, homies? Oh, what's up, LP? So yeah, this looks this looks killer, and you're like nice and high up there on the. 
on the pledge goals. Yeah, we've, we've got two of them. Or uh, that that second card is about to get hit. I'm pretty sure we'll hit that second card in a few days. Just by the way, this if I if if we go by the same, you know, the current trajectory of the of the of the campaign. In a couple of days, we'll hit the the stretch goal for that. Um, the last week is going to be the wild card. I mean, I really hope we get another, let's see, 47, 3, 9. I hope we get another 59 backers so I get 206. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, if, if, that's, the, if, that's the really important thing to me is to get those, the, the, the number of backers up. Yeah, Max isn't asking for a lot. He just he just wants one more backer than he had on the last book. Exactly. I'm not like people be like, oh, you got to double your backer count. It's like I just want one more person. You know, as long as as long as I know that the same amount of people and one more person, someone told someone about it and they said, oh, let me check it out. That's all that matters to me. You know, it's like double your backer count. Not all of our last names are Tucci, okay? <laughs> exactly. Can't do that. A uh, buddy of mine got to hang out with uh, with Billy and Graham over the weekend at Terrificon in Connecticut. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Billy's a cool guy. Yeah, because his – well, uh, my buddy John, is be his best friend is uh, best friends with Graham and has done a bunch of work with Graham in the past. Uh, so they went and hung out in – they are all uh, cigar aficionados, so oh my. he he got some uh, he got some nice silver age got a bunch of nice silver age books, and then went to the after party and hung out drinking scotch and smoking cigars with uh, with Graham, Billy, and you know about a couple hundred other people. <laughs> I have to if I'm smoking cigars, it's got to be brandy. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I like I like brandy, but I like brandy a little too much, especially blackberry brandy, uh, which does not agree with my diabetic lifestyle. So, uh, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, you can drink all the clear alcohols. I go, you don't want me like crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the first clear alcohol that comes to mind is. Either gin or vodka. Yep. Uh, after a while, well, with every alcohol, uh, after a while they start to taste good. So the glasses last less and less amount of time, and yeah. uh, and especially with vodka, the next morning, I feel like there is still like a double-edged Viking battle axe in the back of my skull. So I'm like, no, I will, uh, I, I would rather have like a nice, a nice glass of scotch, uh, yeah, brandy. I, yeah. I if I just have, if anymore. I, if I just have one glass of brandy, but you I know. can't drink anymore It'll because my medications that I have to take. Yeah. I, I can't drink. So 
It doesn't bother me. I mean, at first it was a big pain in the ass, but it's been a few years now that I don't drink. I mean, I can drink on rare occasions. Like, I think I have, like, I think I had this, so far this year, I had a beer on my birthday and a beer on the 4th of July. There you go. Good enough. Those are, those are the, the two, two times I drank. Yeah, I, I, I had a, I had a rack of beers probably like a month and a half ago. So that's, that's all I've had to drink all year. But I smoke pot like crazy. So yeah, of course, my state legalized it, and then every single apartment complex in the state made it illegal to smoke anything on the premises. Whether you have a card or not. Yeah, we got we got our cards, and um, I'm sure that there's because it's federally illegal. They still do it. They do the same thing here in Missouri, where it's like you can't. Like I have my cultivator's license and everything, <laughs> and there's been a lot of people getting evicted from their apartments or whatever for having a grow operation in their apartment and I just live in the, my house and I, I don't mess with the, the landlord and the landlord don't mess with me it's good when you can get it yeah I just uh, what I do is I'll, I just get like uh, I, I'll buy like the infused butter and, yeah. uh, and, and a couple of edibles uh, I don't eat it all the time, but sometimes the the pain with the neuropathy and arthritis and everything gets so bad that I'm like, you know, the uh, the, the, the can of butter stuff. The can of butter stuff works for me, though. But like gummies and stuff like that, I could eat those all day long and they just don't affect me. I don't I don't know why. But if I eat like a muffin or a brownie or something, that'll hit me. Oh yeah, uh, my friend's uh, my friend's dad was the same way. He bought the infused butter and would make would make himself a batch uh, would make himself a batch of sugar cookies like every like two or three days. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he was in a lot of pain during the day, he take he'd eat, he'd eat like a half a sugar cookie and then have then have one have that one that the other half just before he went to bed and he'd sleep through the night without you know without pain. I'm like. Oh, that's good, but uh, that would mean I'd have to start doing exercise again and start eating treats. <laughs> it's like, what are you having for dessert? Salad. Salad. Son of a... <laughs> so this is this is looking good, dude. Uh, you got the whole Bennis family on here. You got yep. Steph Wilson on here. That's all we, we need to say. Whole, we got the whole Cord family on here, too, because we got... Oh, yeah? Fern Cord... Who does the art and the colors? Fran Cord did pinups for us, and Carol Cord, which is Fern's wife, she did the flat colors. Well, damn. So I like, I just, I, I take families and I take entire families and put them to work for me. <laughs> just, you know. 
That's just crazy. It was fun. Uh, it was like we had we had Maria and we had Fred Benes already doing covers for us. And I was like, you know, it'd be kind of funny if we got Ed Benes too and we just did the whole family. You know? So I was like, Fernando, you reckon the Portuguese. So how about you talk to his agent and we'll, we'll try to work it out. And then we, we went through, we worked it all out. Everything was done. Payment was made and he was he was everything squared away. Hey Trish. Oh. So you know this now because uh <laughs> family, this is it. This is it. I got family. 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 Your family. There's all kinds of family, Brian. Disrespecting my whole family. Now you bang your family with these drift nuts. I'm so sorry that you ripped my family apart. Family. Look at our family now. I already lost my family once. Family just got bigger. I couldn't help it. It's all about family. Holy crap. I get can't get away from these two. Dude, you were supposed to be out here sharing the sharing the feed. What's wrong with you? Hey, Michael James, hello. Must, Must be family. family. Yep. <laughs> in the family. I gotta I gotta download that clip so I can just bring it up and play it at random. <laughs> Family. What are you doing on the What are you doing family. on the internet again? It's all about family, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about family. It's all about family. All about the family. So, Max, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can follow you on the socials media and uh... okay? Yeah. Um, you want to find me on Instagram? Then it is. Uh, at atrocity press underscore if you start typing in at atrocity press then it'll show up we're the only ones <laughs> um facebook is either at atrocity press or at mary machine gun um find us on twitter at mary machine gun um let's see what other social media platforms are there anymore i don't i don't have a youtube channel i don't i don't yeah i think that's it okay i need to make one of those link tree things so i can just direct people to like go to the link tree thing yeah i i i actually finally did that so and i i keep forgetting what it is and then i'm like oh yeah i put it on my facebook page that I've been banned from for almost a week. So uh, that's crazy. So yeah, just just go to Linktree uh, at creators underscore outlet, and you'll find every place to follow me. Uh, you know, of course, you're looking at them underneath on the on the scrolling banner. <laughs> Joker fan nineteen sixty nine is the podcast page for this, and all all the other uh, shows I do. And it's also my Instagram 
and regular just joker fan is is twitter where i seem to be hanging around more and more yes but, uh, i heard i heard that your your favorite batman villain was the riddler <sighs> max 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 <laughs> Actually, my favorite Batman villain is uh, Scarecrow. Oh, cool. That's my favorite one. Or if we're talking Adam West TV show, I like the uh, the the Pharaoh guy. What was his King name? King Tut. Yeah, King Tut. I always liked the episodes that he was in. I always like the episodes that uh, you know Cesar Romero obviously was in. Oh, yeah, obviously my favorite Joker. But uh, uh, I, I particularly, and I didn't know why at the time because I was five, uh, really liked the episodes that Julie Newmar was in. Oh yeah, <laughs> Little Miss Kitka. <laughs> I was, I was like, I like her. Why? I don't know. Oh, and and then about you know then about five or six years later, it's like. I really like her. <laughs> I like I really they should make a show with Catwoman and Wonder Woman. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's it. Oh. So uh we shall see you uh fine folks next time. Uh like I said earlier, uh Tuesday night show got moved to Wednesday night at nine with uh Monty Moore talking local hero two. And mine's uh, awesome. Mine is awesome. Yeah, I had him on the show uh for uh, Blood and Bullets that I backed and I just finished reading. It was great. Yeah. Um, He's a really cool guy. Oh, yeah. Super, super nice dude. Um, but I might be able to uh, move uh, Tim Laddie up to tomorrow night. Uh, I'm just waiting to hear back from him. Uh, if, if not, I will have uh, tomorrow night off and we'll do double duty on Wednesday where we talk with Monty at 9 and then we jump into uh, the Seanzilla Art Show at 11. So, uh, oh, that'll be rough. Cheap Pops yeah. hours. That's yeah, nothing. I just spent the weekend with Pops. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> it could be worse, you know. I was, um, I was there. I was there. I know. <laughs> I saw you. Uh, but the uh, I'm posting the, uh, the schedule for the for every week uh, on my on my Twitter. So it'll be pinned to the top of the post every week every monday so if you're wondering who i got for guests and what what's going on you can check that out also don't forget every one of these creators outlets episodes gets downloaded and then uploaded onto my podcast platform at ageofradio.org but you can download this episode and all the others there's like well over 100 now uh on podcasts we're closing in on episode 170 because this was 169 so uh anywhere you any any platform where you like to get your podcasts just search creators outlet and you'll have a slew of shows you can check out there 169 dudes Dude! <laughs> to go uh you know and on the way out the door we're gonna roll the trailer for another project that i'm 100 behind and that is mavericks origins volume one roll from, that beautiful from the footage from the cruel ad
War is a topic of vital importance. A subject of inquiry that cannot be ignored. It is a matter of life and death. It can be a road to safety or to ruin. In the alternate version of our world, brought to the brink of total collapse, rival nations fight for global domination, and elite pilots in futuristic combat suits wage war on the battlefield of tomorrow. Now, six brave soldiers on a seemingly routine rescue mission will encounter more than they bargained for and uncover a dangerous secret that could change their world if they live long enough to see it. cartoon or is that a comic book that's a comic uh it's on indiegogo it's a it's a trailer that uh that neff from global frequency uh was editing for probably like a month and a half that was badass no shit (laughs) (laughs) uh so it looks like it's a cartoon yeah i mean uh it's killer so if you haven't jumped on Mary Machine Gun yet. Get out. Back the project. Get on her. Get on her. her. What's the worst that could happen? You know, she She might slice your throat or blow your brains out. (laughs) If you have backed backed it already, please uh, continue to share this out uh, everywhere you get social with your media. Uh, Same thing for Mavericks. Go check. If you haven't backed that one, go check that out. Uh, Get in on that. There's no lack of great indie comics out there. You just have to look for them. That's the beauty of of everything nowadays is that Kickstarter has taken away all the gatekeeping. Well, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, crowdfunding, whatever you want to call it. It's just kind of like calling it a crescent wrench to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's like the tool that we're all using to get all our individual projects out there on the market uh is you know is great because it's like okay here's where it's for sale and uh it's created an independent renaissance oh yeah there's there's so for sure there's so much so much good awesome content so many awesome books out there that would have never made it past an editor's desk at Marvel or DC because it was too too risque or you know they, they, they didn't have the, the proper politics for the time or whatever you know and now that, that, that none of that shit matters and the books are getting delivered directly into people's hands and I mean really if you think about it 
147 people in the in the grand scheme of things isn't that many people to be mm-hmm. saying, hey, this is a runaway success. Even the people that have runaway Kickstarter successes and have like five, six hundred backers, I mean, selling five, six hundred books, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not that much. I mean, you should a, a couple thousand books is really still not that much until you start getting into like saying you sold 10,000 books then you're starting to say that you sold something and then 10 years ago 10,000 books would have been nothing yeah (laughs) you know so everything changes so quickly and Kickstarter and these crowdfunding platforms have just made it to where it can go directly to the consumer I mean it might cost a little bit more and it's a little more boutique than uh, all the mainstream stuff because it's coming directly from the from the, the, the creator, but at least you're not getting it in these zine style where it's just, you know, Xeroxed on a 11 by 17 folded in half and stapled. Uh, I <laughs> still have some of those, by the way. Exactly. I used to make those. <laughs> I found I found a couple from uh, I think the first Boston show I went to. Nice. Uh, like two different guys. One guy gave me. He goes, "Yeah, take one for a friend of yours. Give it to him too." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." You go. The sooner I get rid of these, the sooner I just pack up my table and get the hell out of here. I go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I go. You know, if if you want to, you know buy me a beer i'll i'll go around and just hand these out to to, to people <laughs> and you can just go home <laughs> he's like nah i didn't make any money i go okay okay i'll take one i'll give it to a friend uh and i did i gave it to my only friend me so uh <laughs> i have i have two copies of one and one of the other and you know it's like all black and white xerox but it's cool it's retro it's actually comic book history now because that's the way a lot of Indie people had to get, you know, had to get yeah, like their stuff that out. Was, that was that was the way to self-publish back then. I mean, you didn't have, they didn't have digital printing and stuff like that. Really, I mean, they had xeroxes and black and white art, and black and white ruled back in the in that time because that was, it was it was it was more easily replicatable than color was because mm-hmm. you had to do the, the four four printing and it was you know you had to create the plate still like all the way up until the 90s you had to do it that way yeah it was uh. because i remember what was it i think spawn was the first one that i saw that was colored digitally it was digitally painted or whatever and i was just impressed with how the paper felt and how the the page felt with the, the coating that the page had and then seeing the, the just how it was all colored because it didn't have that those dots making up all the colors it was just, it was it was a flat color for the first time and I was like wow that is amazing I have to buy this comic book yeah there's no dot matrix there's no dots all over the characters' faces yep. to try to set, simulate like flesh tones and everything. Yep. And it was it was a good time. And then finally and then then that's the that's the standard now. I mean that's just the norm. 
Oh, yeah. For sure. But. All right, Max, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming out, talking Mary Machine Gun to us. And no uh, problem. everybody get in on this. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time right here on 